bro thank you for doing this man up, man yeah thanks no thanks for having me man thanks for inviting me it's uh it's a blessing to be here honestly yeah like it's crazy how this just kind of began with a random just like showing each other love pretty much on social being like hey man see you doing your thing that's fucking dope now you're here so man i appreciate you coming through and like even before the podcast we're just having a great conversation so why not put it put it on wax you know yeah why not man i don't know what i'm gonna say or whatever but you know just yeah fuck we'll it, see what comes it. out we're of just it, fucking right? have a we're just talking anyway yeah man. yeah i'm trying not to get anxious man you know like as soon as the cameras come on i'm just like oh shit i'm just like super aware of myself and stuff no 100 i'm the same way um and especially like i, I did an episode yesterday or, or a couple days ago with my my homie chris and it's crazy because like we really know each other i've known him for a long time so you can kind of see like this person who's usually so comfortable around you <laughs> kind of get like oh shit but i think it's normal man like we all have have this image we want to kind of project out into the world mm-hmm. but i think the coolest thing about just even the conversations that we're having or even about podcasts is we can kind of show like just the human side of it like just be ourselves and then like people people vibe off that too yeah so. no exactly and that, like that's why i'm trying to like act a little bit because i want to know what it's like mm-hmm. to be in front mm-hmm. of the camera i'm always behind it so it's like how am i supposed to direct people if i don't know what it's like to be in front yeah of the camera so i'm like signed up with like i tried to sign up with some agencies but so this, i did a really stupid thing you know you're supposed to, you're supposed to send like headshots right mm-hmm. so they asked me like oh write something about yourself send a picture of yourself and and you know we'll find you work yeah. or whatever but i sent like a selfie like a mirror selfie <laughs> the thing, and they haven't like they haven't messaged me back at all or emailed me back and it's kind of funny but uh yeah i'm looking to get into acting and stuff man like i that. could definitely see you as a great actor bro like i would i would cast you as like uh the asian best friend you got the you got the knowledge you got the you got the likability <laughs> yeah i'll take it man anything like uh, yeah honestly i that would be an awesome role to have it's like a comedy yeah style kind of thing yeah 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 for sure like yeah. what um is there any other reason besides like wanting to be able to direct people more like authentically that made you want to act or is it something you've always wanted to do it's just kind of like just being more on set on like my friends films and stuff like that or projects mm-hmm. like it just made me go oh there's a whole nother element that like i have no idea about you know right and it's because the way I want to direct is not by yelling and, and stuff like that. But I also need to learn to be stern when I need to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to do that very well, you know. 100. So, like, maybe being directed that way, I'll understand why you need to be that way a little bit better. Because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't want to just always be passive and just, you know, let, like, oh, yeah, we'll just go with the flow all the time. Totally. I need to, I'm trying to expand that that part of me that's like, you know, let's let's get this done. For sure. Kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I have an element of that myself. Like, I've always kind of just wanted to make sure that everybody else is kind of comfortable and mm-hmm. I can kind of just like go with the flow and kind of like make sure everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you think that comes from? Do you think that's like a, like an Asian thing? Oh, for sure, dude. <laughs> Yo, for sure. Like, we want to keep the peace no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. We don't want any conflict. Like, and that's a great thing to have because you need that for certain types of people and, and to like interact and stuff. So I really embrace that part Mm -hmm. but there is a side where i'm like yo i yeah i just need to it's like that almost that masculine energy that you need that we don't get because we're so just oppressed by our parent like the fear for sure for sure sure. because like you know our parents are the first people we experience relationship with Mm -hmm. and so like we learn how to be accepted through how our parents accept us Mm -hmm. and so as a kid especially as an asian kid 
you're the you're the you you make the best part of that relationship when you behave yeah and what does behave mean no conflict yeah and so like even for myself in my personal journey man like i've had to kind of unlearn that and then actually learn that conflict is a super important thing that i have to become comfortable with to be able to advocate for myself Mm -hmm. because at least when i was growing up like i love my parents and they did an amazing job but you know they're just doing the the best they could with what they had Mm -hmm. so they're telling me like you know don't talk back to me don't don't say this you shouldn't do that i'm your dad whatever and then so you internalize that right but then now we are the adults and now it's our turn to say like Nah, man, it's okay for you to speak up. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to go do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a part of my growth, at least. Yeah, me too, man. Because, like, yeah, like you said, especially Asian parents, I think even just, like, immigrant parents, that's a general, like, thing that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And I know with Asian men especially, I don't know about you, but in my family, all the Asian men are the more passive ones, mm-hmm. with the exception of, like, one or two right. of my cousins or whatever. But, yeah, I know it's, like, with me and my brother and my dad, like, we're the passive ones. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah, to break out of that is so difficult to, like, catch yourself when you're not doing that, when you need to speak up for yourself. And you don't know yourself when you don't do that, you know? 100%. It's like you just let that part, like, die with your voice mm-hmm. by not speaking it. And, and when you do, it's like this, this whole other feeling that you get within yourself. Like, yo, like, I spoke up for myself. It actually feels good. Mm-hmm. I've never felt this before. And it's still hard to do it from time to time. 100%. Because people don't like it. No. You know? And it's like, that's a tough thing because it's usually the closest people that you need to say those things to. For sure, man. Yeah. And I think like that's the biggest thing, right? Like, I think the reason why you can become passive in life is because you want to hold on to relationships, right? You don't want to be abandoned. But when you actually don't advocate for yourself you have to abandon yourself in hopes that someone else doesn't abandon you. You know what I mean? So that growth, at least that's how I see it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what my experience has been like. And so it's cool, man. I actually think that we have so much in common because like you, you had a family business too, right? Like Sushi Toki, was that a family business? Yeah, that was was my, uh, so that was my uncle's business. So that Mm -hmm. was Mike's and my cousin Larry's uh, parents. Um, But my dad also had a business. I wasn't really too involved. I was really young. Okay, yeah. But they had a business in in the flea market and like a cleaning service and stuff like that Mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So like how else is like that immigrant or Asian mentality or or upbringing kind of affected you? Because even we were talking earlier about like, just your ability to hustle, man. Your ability to be so resourceful and, and do your own thing. Oh, man. Like, where to begin, honestly, dude? <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Like, I'm trying to think of what the biggest thing would be. Um, yeah, obviously, the passive thing is a, is a huge deal. Yeah. Speaking up, like, we were talking earlier about how I just, for once, like, stood up for myself mm-hmm. with a client. Yeah. You know, like, and, and me and, me and, me and him are homies, but... He approached me saying, uh, like, I think this is a reasonable price to work together. And for me, it was like, yo, this is my business. It, nobody should be coming to me and telling me how much worth is in my videos or how 100%. much in, in terms of like financial value and stuff like that. So just speaking up in, in a kind way, because I think with us, like it's hard. We think that speaking up for ourselves is mean. Yeah right like even playing basketball or sports like i don't ever want to hurt anybody or like be play aggressive because i think it's like rude right but it's not mm-hmm. like i often am my best self when i'm aggressive or when i have that side 100 still be kind you know mm-hmm. so 
yeah, there's so many things where I, I see my parents, like, I'm so much like my dad here. I'm so much like my mom here. Mm-hmm. And it's good and bad, you know? Like, with my mom, she she does everything for everybody. And she doesn't do anything for herself, you know? Right. And when I was being raised, like, I had no idea that I was taking advantage of that, you mm-hmm. know? She let me get away with so much that, I, like, I take her for, for granted. And now that when I'm in the relationships... I take a lot, I take like women for granted because mm. I just always think that they'll be there because that's how my mom raised me. No matter what I did, what I said, how rude I was, like she would still love me and like, she, but she wouldn't say anything. She wouldn't speak up for herself, you know? So I really appreciate that about her that she'll always like be there. Mm-hmm. But now I got to learn how to do that and have boundaries. That's a, that's a huge thing, man. Boundaries. Huge. Huge. Oh man. Yeah. Same thing with my dad. Like, he's super passive. Mm. So, in my household growing up, it was me and my brother, my mom, my dad, and my grandparents. It's not a big house, right? Right. Three bedrooms. And my mom... So, my grandma is my dad's mom. Uh, So, you know, like, when you live with your in-laws, like, you just always hear it's, like, it's just really difficult. Totally. Especially my dad's, like, the first son that my grandma had and stuff like that. Mm. So, there's always, like, oh... uh, yeah, you took my son away from me and, like, you did this. There's just mm-hmm. a lot of blame that you don't fucking need, you know? I feel that. Uh, so just learning how to communicate properly in times of conflict, mm-hmm. um, that's another big growth thing for me. 100%. Yeah. And you're never going to learn how to deal with conflict if you're never in it. Yeah. Like, you got to be in it. Yeah. And, and the more you avoid it, the less you're going to be good at that thing. Mm-hmm. And actually, man, this is what my ethos in life is at this point when it comes to conflict it's like man if me advocating for myself makes me lose you well then man this relationship ain't good for me Mm. like because then i have to abandon myself to be with you i have to abandon myself to be your friend Mm -hmm. like if anything a good friend is going to see a point of conflict as an opportunity to see like oh this is where like maybe things don't match up with us and we can either improve this or we can accept this and then change the level of our friendship or relationship right Mm -hmm. but ultimately every good relationship starts with our relationship with ourselves man so Mm -hmm. yeah that's my learning at least (laughs) yeah dude no like i agree with you 100 percent, man like that's why relationships are so so uh important for the longest time i was thinking like oh i'm not ready for a relationship like i need to work on myself but i learned so much in my last relationship like mm-hmm. it's you have to go into you have to get into relationships to to grow because 100 percent, they see things that you don't see you know you think you're the shit <laughs> and there's nothing <laughs> wrong with you and stuff like that yeah but they bring out the worst in you which or sometimes they bring out the worst in you which is a good thing mm-hmm. you know and that, that's a conflict that you gotta resolve yourself and and be responsible for yourself yeah yeah well when those parts of you come out, then it's an opportunity to actually address them, mm-hmm. you know, like, and yeah, man, I, I think it's bullshit when people say like, I have to be X, Y, and Z before I get into a relationship. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe there is a baseline of like what you should be. You shouldn't be like a crazy person or completely like trommed out and you can't deal with yourself at all. Mm-hmm. But like you said, you learn so much through relationship. And, like, if you actually see, like, all aspects of life as beautiful, like, like you said, the bad sides have to come out for us to address them. Just because you might bring out something bad in somebody in the relationship, that doesn't make you bad for them. Mm. Right? Like, so I think, depending on how you look at it, depending on how you frame your life. And and so, like, 
even if you feel like you have all of these things inside you, you got to also see the good in you and the good you have to offer people and what you can learn and what other people can learn from you, man. A hundred percent. Like it's, you, it, it's out there a lot now. I hear this a lot, but it's so true where it's like, when you get into a relationship, you're, you attract somebody exactly with where you're at in mm. life. You know, you're never better or whatever. Like, so me and my ex, like we grew so much. Like we learned so, I learned from her exactly what I needed to learn. And she learned exactly what she needed to learn from mm-hmm. me for our independent selves, you know? And to, to be independent now to take those lessons and to see what it's like to be alone with those upgraded whatever like it's exciting you know it's like what is going to come out of this better me this better version of me when i'm focused on just myself you know and like i see her she's thriving and like that makes me happy like it's Mm -hmm. great you know so man it's just yeah like you said it's all about how you look at it 100 everything is is for you even though it doesn't feel like that 100 Mm -hmm. percent of time right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah like for sure relationship even the most tumultuous or hard relationships I've been in have always been a catalyst for something good mm-hmm. in my life. Like, what would you say is a lesson you're learning from uh, your most recent relationship? I guess you guys learned so much, like maybe like one, one little nugget that you're currently learning. Um, just how I'm, I, uh, I'm really selfish in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but there's times when I'm a little bit too selfish where I'm not thinking about other people's feelings. Like I, I forget that like there are feelings. It's like, it's like, so I, I tie it a lot with my, so my last relationship, I tie a lot with how I treat my mom. Right. Just cause that's just how it worked out. Like I wouldn't, cause I'm so used to my, mo- like I said earlier, I'm so used to my mom letting me get away with shit. Like mm-hmm. I have to be, I have to start thinking about that more where I'm like, this isn't actually right. Like this is actually, I'm doing something wrong here. Like Mm -hmm. I'm actually being rude or I'm actually mistreating somebody this way. Um, So I'm trying to be more aware of when I'm doing that, especially with like women, like a lot of that is in that area. Cause I, yeah, I I don't understand, fully understand feelings. Cause I, I, like, I don't, maybe I don't, there's something like whatever within me, but that's something that I've learned that, um, it's not all me as as much as I'm like, Oh, it's, you know, my life. I just got to focus on me. Mm-hmm. There are other, there are other factors. 100%. You know? Yeah. Especially if you're in, your, you're in a relationship. Now you have to kind of consider another person mm-hmm. and it's already so hard for us to consider ourselves. Like even think back to the beginning of this conversation of like advocating for ourselves, making sure that we're getting the things that we need. Like that's already hard being on our own. And when mm-hmm. you add another person to that, it's definitely hard too, man. Yeah. And it's so interesting how you like link, that back to like your relationship with your mom. And I think that's like so much of, of who we are, man. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately at the end of the day on a biological level, like we are 50% our mom and 50% our dad. Yeah. And you can't escape that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And like, I think we do, we inherit, we inherit traumas. Like, cause you know, if you're from an Asian household, we can say all this stuff about like our parents and how they raised us, but how were they raised? Like, their lives were hard, man. If mm. we weren't allowed to talk about our feelings, mm-hmm. oh, bro. Way worse. Exactly, right? And so they're doing the best with what they had to give us. And now it's up to us to kind of heal that within ourselves so we don't pass that on to the next. Mm-hmm. 
right? And like, that's what this is. Like having these relationships, being with these people is an opportunity for us to heal. Mm -hmm. Cause you would never be able to heal that without this person coming into your life and showing you like, Hey, actually like, Oh, this is what happened. Oh yeah. My relationship with my mom made me like this. And so actually now it's showing up in this way in my relationship and oh, now I can correct this. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's actually like, it's a blessing. Everything is a blessing at the end of the day, you know? A hundred percent, man. And it's really fun to actually connect the dots, mm-hmm. you know, once you realize like, oh shit, like, cause then you can actually work on it. And for the longest time, like I resented my parents and like blamed them for the way, like I still not hundred percent, uh, I don't react the way that I want to, to my mom and stuff. I still get triggered or whatever. Of course. But now I kind of, I kind of flipped my perspective on it where it's like, instead of going, I don't want to make you guys proud because i want to be my own person it's like i want to prove to you that the times that you chose to do the right thing for me like you were right mm-hmm. you know what i mean instead of going like oh what you did or didn't do was wrong and it made me a stronger person which is true but i need to acknowledge that the times where they could have done something made a mistake and they didn't like i need to acknowledge that and and, and kind of respect that and and really reward them for that and 100%. just be like yo like whatever you did worked totally you know <laughs> totally yeah because man me sitting in front of you right now it's not like you turned out bad yeah <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean we all have our shit mm-hmm. we all have our things that we're going through and our our own healing to do but ultimately yeah they did the best with what they could right mm-hmm. and i think yeah it's so fun to connect the dots and like go back and be like oh yeah that's why i'm this and that's why i'm that i think the hard part though is like doing the work once you see the dots connected and you see the blueprint in front of you of like, oh, there's the things I have to do, actually doing it and stop like living in that story of being like, well, this is what happened to me when I was a kid. And this is like, and that's all true. I'm not here to invalidate anyone's trauma or suffering or anything. It's all, it's all 100% real. Mm-hmm. And even though your, your, your healing isn't your fault, it's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Can't do anything else about it. Like, Yeah. And the biggest, like, example for me when I realized that was, like, back when I was still living with my parents, I was like, you know, I'm not going to wait for my mom to teach me how to cook or whoever. Uh, So I just started making breakfast for myself. Like, I I started just cooking eggs. That's it. Mm -hmm. Eggs and toast. But then what happened was, like, me and my mom and my dad, like, sat down and ate together for, like, I don't remember us ever doing that. Wow. But it came from like me just going like, okay, I need to like grow and learn on my own. And I just cooked and I, I didn't think like, oh, you didn't cook for me when, when I was younger. So, but, so that was like a moment that I'll like remember forever. Cause Mm -hmm. it's like, I chose to grow myself, but not to be selfish with it. And just like, cause in a way that they didn't heal from their child self. And for me to be like, to punish them for that i almost had to like parent them a little bit like yeah. cooking for them and stuff like that right it was, it was nice mm-hmm. and it was just that made me go like whoa like working on myself really does kind of help like heal things around me you know 100 percent. yeah that's the hugest thing man yeah like when you can heal yourself like that's the best way to actually improve your surroundings because now you're going to be a positive impact on everything and everyone around you man and I actually have a similar experience with, with my family because, you know, in my life and in every immigrant person's life, or, or maybe if not, you're not an immigrant, it's the same thing, right? Like, you know, emotions weren't always welcome. 
like you weren't really allowed to speak your mind or whatever. And so like in my journey with my family, like I started just like, and, and we like, you know, we'd go around the table and like, we'd be at the dinner table and we wouldn't really talk to each other. Just be kind of quiet. Don't really have conversation. And just like you, it wasn't, I didn't say like, oh, well, you guys need to start the conversation. You guys, you're the parents. So you should like build our family up to be close. I was like, I started having conversations. I started talking to my dad and be like, hey dad, what was life for you when you were 25? And then it like got to, it helped me get to know him better and get to know myself better because I know where I come from. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I started like telling my parents like my emotional stuff and being like, hey, this is how I feel right now. And then being the first one to do that Dude, now my family, bro, we've never been closer. Now we're talking about our feelings. We're freaking like close, man. Like all the way back when I can remember back in when I was in high school, never talking. Now we're like tight. That's so dope, man. Yeah. And that's why I always encourage people, man. I'm like, take the first step in your family. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like you said, you got to see them kind of as like trauma kids. Like you're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, your, your inner child isn't healed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like if I'm the parent of myself now, why can't I like, you know do a little nurturing for, for my parents who raised me my entire life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's really special to be able to do that, man. Like, cause you, you almost see that, that kid in them, like heal a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. like when we were eating together, I just, I don't know what it was, just the vibe of like, there was like a bunch, there's a piece mm-hmm. to it, you know, like they knew that what they did was they did the best they could. And you know, it, it just, it just felt right. It just felt like family, you know? Mm-hmm. And we didn't say much to it. We didn't talk really, but there didn't need to be any words, you know? It's just, yeah. Just being in that moment was, was very special. So, yeah, it was, it's, it's awesome, man. That's blessed, man. And that's the thing. It's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one day it's cooking a meal and, and sitting down and feeling that energy of peace. The next day it's whatever next step it is for you guys, man. Like, and again, like you can look at that whole entire situation as either like, oh man, it was so hard for us. We have to build this up now from wherever it was. Or you can be like, wow, like how rewarding is it? Like you said, to go and be able to be that impact for the people that you love and then like heal people mm-hmm. <laughs> through your own healing. Like it's a blessing, man. Truly <laughs> it is. Yeah. But I also want to say like, I'm not perfect. Like, I still get like course, really like course, fucking course, angry. My mom was just like, but like, she'll just come downstairs and then like ask me the most simple question. I'll just be like, like you know, yeah. and it's, it's hard not to uh, get out of that and mm-hmm. react that way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's something I work on. I try to work on, you know. Well, that's uh, the, that's the beautiful thing about family, man. It's like, even like we were saying earlier, you have to practice conflict to be good at conflict. Mm-hmm. And while you're training in the gym, you can't be mad at like, like you started boxing recently. So it's like, you can't be mad at yourself when you hit the pad wrong. It's like, okay, no, this is like reps, bro. Mm-hmm. Like the more and more you go and you hit that bag, the more and more you're going to start looking slick with it. But mm. even the most slick people get KO'd. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I'm saying? It's true. So it's like, you're always going to have those vulnerabilities, but yeah, man, like family is something that you can always kind of like rely on that whatever conflict you get into. Mm-hmm you'll piece it up. Yeah. Dude, it's honestly like, a, it's like a book. It's like a, like a, uh, like a textbook for like reference, you know, mm-hmm. like you can go back and flip like, okay, like this is where I get it from. How can I heal? I can accept this part. If, what am I taking on that I shouldn't? Like it, it's all there for you if you really want to look at it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, but you got to look at it without judgment or, or all the, totally. that bullshit, man. Cause blame doesn't do anything for anybody, man. Of course. Of course yeah. not. Yeah. I feel that. 
and you're right you have to want to look at it like was there have you always just wanted to look at your shit have you always been like the kind of person to be always like self-analyzing and and self-aware or like where did that come from i don't know dude like yeah i have no idea but it's always the only thing that made sense for me Mm -hmm. like growing like i i there's nothing else in life that really pushes me forward like i don't understand anything else mm-hmm. like that's just always what it, it probably comes from my mom's super spiritual side like she's just like mm. super spiritual cool like, like in what way like feng shui times like a hundred you know i love that yeah mm-hmm. and it, it, it's great um but like all her so what i realized recently is that she needs to do those things to live in that household mm-hmm with my mom and or with my dad and my grandma because it's it's so it's such a toxic environment right for them and everybody that's in there but uh she needed to be spiritual so that she can handle that kind of stuff and that kind of bled onto me where i had to really focus inside Mm -hmm. because that's what she does she just strengthens her mind and her spirit and stuff like that so i guess i just naturally got it from her Mm -hmm. and yeah nothing else made sense like chasing money or like big house I, I never had that right like as a kid i just didn't give a shit about that stuff man like it's just and then and as i got older and i got into i met like more artists and stuff who were already on that path like it just carried me forward and like i just let things flow and it just got me to that point man and yeah I just mm-hmm. don't know how i got there or, or why but yeah i love that man i love that because like even I think that's the two things you hit it there. Like you could have either went inward or you could have tried to pursue like all the material things. And like, when I see that, it's like, yeah, the real work is inside. But if we don't want to look at our stuff, if we don't want to look at our trauma or the things that are really holding us back or our toxic patterns or whatever that might be, then we'll just look outside ourselves to try to accomplish things, to make ourselves appear to be healed to mm-hmm. ourselves or to other people it's like well look i'm doing good man look at my look at my place mm-hmm. look at my car look at my watch i'm doing good man look at me i'm doing great look at look how great i am this is the measure of who i'm supposed to be yeah you know whereas like going in you do all this work and then you walk around looking like a regular guy and no one will even recognize the growth that you've gone through unless they actually speak to you or or get to be a part of your energy you yeah. know yeah and it like it's funny you say that because the I have friends and like family that don't understand or see that perspective. And they always tell me like, maybe you should take on this like nine to five kind of thing, Mm -hmm. you know, but they don't know how soul crushing it is for me to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I do not explain it to them, but like, that's exactly what you're kind of saying. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing else to it for me than the inside work, you know, but I I do do that thing where I try to grab attention. Yeah. Like I, I love attention. (laughs) <laughs> and it's, you know, it's a bad thing though you know i, I just realized it kind of in the last few years uh so i'm catching myself every time like oh, i want attention from that girl or like whatever mm-hmm. i just go i focus back inside like no i don't that is just e- like my insecurities talking like right so i'm trying to and that that's helped me execute more stay more focused because mm-hmm. i i get very easily distracted by by things um that's why I'm taking a social media break, like just mm-hmm. really focus on what it is that I need for myself and not that external stuff that, that you talk about, you know? Totally. And it's just like we were talking about earlier, like 
your relationship with yourself is the baseline for every single relationship that you have. So mm-hmm. whatever you have to do that, whether it's like separate, unplug, do whatever you got to do, man, because ultimately it might sound selfish, but you're the most important thing. And if you, and, but also it's not selfish because we just talked about it. When you heal yourself, everyone around you gets to benefit from the energy that you're exuding around you. Mm-hmm. Like now you get to be a good impact on people. Whereas like if you're always giving yourself away to people, always thinking about like what this person wants from you or needs from you, then you're not really going to be truly giving them anything of real value because you're not being a happy person, man. hundred <laughs> percent, dude. It's like that quote from Coach Carter. I'm not going to quote it because I'll probably butcher it, but it's basically yeah. saying like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like uh, the light, the light quote. Yeah. There's nothing enlightened about... Um, shrinking yourself so that other people don't feel insecure around you right yeah uh yeah that's that's super powerful because mm-hmm. people who want to grow will see your light and like actually propel themselves instead of pulling you down you know exactly you'll, you'll attract the people mm-hmm. that are meant for you when you're doing the things that you're supposed to do mm-hmm. and like whoever is looking at what you're doing whether that's your creative art or the thing that you love or whatever that thing might be and they're like oh that's cringe or like oh you should be doing something else or whatever those aren't your people and the more that you're actually resonating on the frequency that you actually are the more you're going to attract people that are meant for you that's why i think we're sitting here right now man because like you know i'm i'm someone who kind of let go of my creative side and now i'm trying to pick that back up and so are you (laughs) you know and that's Mm -hmm. how we connected Mm -hmm. so like yeah, let's talk about that, man. Like, what are the creative pursuits that you want to do now after all this healing, after all this learning, Ooh. after all this shit? Like, what's on your mind right now? What are the things you're pursuing? So many things, man. Like, I just want to learn. to. I'm just learning to execute. You know, until this day, I haven't done any personal projects, mm-hmm. passion projects. It's all about, it's been more client-based. Right. So now I'm like, yeah, I just want to learn how to actually execute on, on my own projects you know I, I don't have any projects where i'm like super proud of where i'm like mm-hmm. this is me and, and and stuff like that and i'm learning to love my work as much as other people because when people like honestly when people say that oh I, I love this video i love your work i think they're lying yeah like straight up like i'd never believe anybody i'm trying to be better with that we're on the same yeah yeah right it, it's mm-hmm. hard you know it's it's that doubt that you put in your mind but i i think it's a good thing because it helps me get better you know? For sure. If I was just completely satisfied, I don't know if I would be doing anything. You know. Of course. Yeah. So, um, as for like specific projects, I really want to make uh, silent films. That's like mm. a like like a modern silent film. You know, entertaining without dialogue and just you know just to find a way to do it where it it's meaningful and it's entertaining um, and to not just copy the like Charlie Chaplin or whatever. Right. That's something that's been playing in my mind for the past like four years. And I think it's, it's, it's time to, to do something with that. Yeah. So that's, that's one project that I really want to work on. That's amazing. I love that concept because it's like, it's storytelling in its most simplistic form. Like it, it, but like, because it's simplistic, because you're taking away all these tools, it becomes very difficult. But like, Imagine it has no words, right? Like now it can communicate and resonate with anyone despite whatever language they speak or anything. That's an incredible goal, man. I would love to see you put that into like fruition. That's an amazing idea. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, maybe it'll be a part of it too. That'd be like, cool, I'd be down. Yeah, yeah no, I don't know. Like I have no idea what it would be like yet, but 
that's something that I think would be really fun, and especially now where words don't like you're watching YouTube sometimes and you're just reading the the captions or whatever, right? People mm-hmm. are already kind of watching silent films; they just don't really know it yet, right? You know, um, so I think there's something really fun in there mm-hmm. that uh, that'd be really fun to do. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, or is, is there like any story that you want to tell? Is there anything that like any any like message or anything that you want to get out to people? Man, I want to put Asians on the map a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I I talk to my friends sometimes, and I always tell them there's no one in the city that I want to be like. Mm. You know, there's nobody where I'm like, oh, they're doing what I want to do. So, but one inspiration I do have is is Jordan Peele. Mm. Like what he does for black culture and his like heritage and stuff like that is so awesome. Through, and it's not just that he's just putting uh african-americans or black people on screen he's his movies are dope like yeah they're actually good you know and all these asian movies that i see coming out they're they're okay but <laughs> you just almost feel like they're just putting it out because asians are hot right now right you know and i don't want that like i want to show like yo we actually have stories to tell we actually have warriors you know mm-hmm. it's not just k-pop and and, and whatever there's 100 we have legit warriors you know mm-hmm. and i just want to put that out there and and just kind of share that because i've been thinking like when we grew up it was all it was mostly like black and white yeah you know what i mean we didn't and we were always trying to live up to either side you know so it, to me it, it was there's a missing thing there yeah and there's a lot of opportunity to empower and to like inspire um and to just show like we're more than just what's being shown right now you 100%. know percent i love that i love that yeah. intention man that's real yeah like i feel the same way man like you know i'm sure people hear this all the time but yeah as a kid you don't have at least when you know i'm growing up and i'm telling my parents i have these different dreams or whatever the things that i want to do like i'm going to be a musician i'm going to be this i'm going to be that and there isn't anybody that looks like me to point to to tell my parents like see look that guy did it and he's vietnamese <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah, man, ultimately, we all represent, like, our own ethnicities, our own cultures, but we're all human. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, telling an Asian story is telling everyone's story. Like, anyone could relate to that. And I think that's what, I think that's what we're missing. Because right now, it's like, it's like, like you said, it's black or white. It's like kung fu or K-pop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. You know? And so, like, yeah, there's... There's warriors, there's intellectuals, there's spiritual people, there's people who are, name it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We, there, it exists within our culture too. And like, that's also a part of why I'm trying to build what I'm trying to build too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. That's probably why we're linking up today, man. You know? Yeah. It blessed. all makes sense. Like it, it's kind of crazy because we had opportunities to link up. I've known you for the past three, four years or something like that. Yeah. You know? A long time. And why, like, this moment out of nowhere, you know? It it, it makes sense, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for having me, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, of seriously. course, man. Like, this is awesome. It's awesome, it. man. Yeah. So how, how about you? Like, I wanna, I'm want i going to interview you now. I love that. Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, what... Uh, so you're just getting back into music we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, what... Uh, do you have any, like, projects that you want to work on? Or are you just kind of just getting back into just doing it? Yeah, so, like... I'm all, I'm all about baby steps. I'm all about, I'm a first step kind of guy. Like you don't always have to have a plan. You know, I think a vision is important, but a plan is a little bit different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for me, the first step for me was just getting back out there. So I did, uh, 
open jam at a place called the attic in inglewood and just kind of like fed off the energy of other people of the crowd of like me performing live which is actually like the thing i love most about music um but the other thing i love about music is just the community and being around musicians and creative people and artists you know Mm -hmm. and so i guess like right now what i want to do with music is i actually want to put musicians on like i want to create a platform that allows me to use all of the things that i've invested in to create great content to showcase the artists in the city in a way that's like high quality like and you know actually tells their story so they can be on the podcast or they can be on this thing i'm planning to create that's called yyc wave um it's kind of like a play on colors if you've ever seen like color sessions Mm -hmm. and kind of showcasing artists in that way you know Mm. like so that's kind of where i see myself in music now to kind of like facilitate musicians Mm. but music will always be a part of my life i love it and i'll always play it and i'll always sing r&b ballads and stuff (laughs) yeah dude no like i saw you at one big jam the other day shout out to one big jam Mm. um or a couple years ago and uh, yeah i always like i always want for some reason every jam i'm like i wonder if nick's gonna be here because like <laughs> you don't see a lot of um almost asian singers mm. almost like we look like like we look really asian you know what i mean like yeah. <laughs> there's like there's a hip-hop asians you know what i mean right that, right, like you right, can tell right. that that's just their lifestyle and stuff but mm-hmm. like for for me and you i feel like we're the same where we're kind of in between right right like we're that little nerdy, nerdy accountant side yeah and the artist side yeah and, and what you said earlier was like you want to bridge that gap between businesses and artists mm-hmm. and i think it takes people like you to do that you know mm-hmm. like it, it you because you understand both sides of it right and and that's a really important thing because if we just leave it up to businesses it's gonna be fake it's just gonna be about money and stuff but when you're doing it you're it's a genuine like you want to make it cohesive and like it's a genuine thing. So it's really important, man. And I support you in doing that. I appreciate that. that. Dude, that's huge. Yeah. Mm. yeah, man. It's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time, man. And, and I think like, you know, we sit on ideas for too long. Like even we talked about this before, like when, when you're a creative person and you don't create, something happens to you. Mm-hmm. Like actually my boy, Eddie, he said this, like creativity, when it is not used, it doesn't just do nothing it metastasizes into something it, it it needs to come out and if it doesn't come out creatively it comes out in destructive ways mm. and so like whatever's inside you man needs to come out and so like i've been sitting on this idea forever and then just like recently i decided like why not right now i'm not getting any younger and why am i gonna wait to live my life in the way that i want to like, why am I going to wait to execute on my dreams? Like, who am I even waiting for? What am I even waiting for? You know? That's another Asian thing, dude. Waiting? Like, yeah. yo, man, fuck. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, yeah, no, like, well, yeah, what's the point of waiting, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just, like you said, make baby steps. And those are, that's, um, those are the building blocks to what's going to come, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and being patient is, like, a huge thing, right? Like when I talked about how some of my family or friends don't understand the path that I'm on, I'm like, I'm either going to get to seeing my name on big screens or whatever, or I'm just going to die trying. Like, I don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. Like nothing else makes sense for me, you know? And I'm going to be patient with that. Cause I know I'm going to get there if I keep going. Cause you see, when you see progress in yourself, you're like, it doesn't make sense that I won't get there, mm-hmm. you know? Cause you see yourself growing. And it's like, it makes sense that if you keep growing, you get there eventually. Of you know? course. Yeah. Of course. 
it's like a mixture of having that faith that you'll get to that place and also being able to enjoy it on the way there. Hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if it's always just about the end destination, like in life, the end destination is literally 1% of your life. If you're, if you're living your entire life for that 1%, 99% of your life is just suffering, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and so that's why I always stress, like, do what you actually like to do. And then you'll actually have the stamina to get to the place. Mm-hmm. And the other part that you p- touched on was there's going to be people around you that don't support you and don't believe in you. And like. I don't know, man. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with like having people around you that don't believe in you? Uh, well, number one, you can't judge them. You have to understand that they are coming from a good place, from mm-hmm. their own values and stuff like that, right? Like me and my cousin, we have pretty deep conversations about this and we're kind of on the other side of things, but we always make sure to respect each other, that we understand that, you know, that we both see things differently. Um, and you, you really got to learn to not take it in like not absorb it and go like or you, you can't doubt yourself mm-hmm. when they say things like that you can reflect but you can't be like oh like is he right like yeah you know and, and yeah you just gotta learn to be confident in in, in your own thoughts and, and stuff like that you know like during covid that was shaken for me mm-hmm. i started questioning myself a lot you know and and yeah I, it, but it took me doing so i did at nine to five at a school, at a private school, and I learned a lot, but it was, I was doing videography there. Okay, nice. And, like, that's what I like to do, but in that setting, it, it was just, it's just not for me, it's just so totally different, 100%. you know, it's not the same as doing your own thing, but it took me to do stuff that I didn't want to do, and be open to it, and to learn more about myself, to be firm, like, okay, this is who I am now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to that other side, because that's not me. I, I die that way, you yeah. know, like inside. Um, so I think you have to be open mm-hmm. to hearing that kind of stuff. Cause if you, I feel like if you just are angry about it and resent it with people and, and judge other people for it, it, it affects that creative side of you. It, it's, mm-hmm. you're doing things out of like anger and, and like negative energy, you know? Totally. Yeah. And I think whenever you hold on, to like negative energy like that like i'm a spiritual person so like whenever i'm holding on to like negativity i really believe that it weakens my connection to the divine and i think creativity is just us being conduits for some spiritual divine higher power or whatever and we're just instruments no matter Mm -hmm. who you are whether you're creative or not i believe we're just vessels (laughs) for ideas and great things to come through us if we just embrace like our dreams like oh i want to do this that's because you're supposed to do it Mm -hmm. and like your path is going to be different from everybody man and i love that you balance that out with like be open to what people have to say and yeah yeah, you tried the job man yeah now like try it now you actually know that you don't like it and that's just yeah. the fact of doing shit instead of just sitting there and thinking like do i like this or not do i not like this uh, am i gonna like this or you know like just do it and then you'll know mm-hmm. yeah exactly and it, it, it you really have to do those things to learn about yourself mm-hmm. if you're lost if you just keep doing shit that you like to do like you're not gonna figure anything out what's like your biggest vision for yourself like mm-hmm. top no limits or anything what's what's your like 
vision of yourself? Man, in the most broad sense, I just want to be a positive force in the world. Mm. That's really what I want to be. And I guess the beginning of that is what I'm working on right now, which is it's something called effect. It's kind of like um, I want to create a content platform and studio to do exactly what I said, bridge the gap between businesses and creators. So like I'm already kind of doing that right now. If you want to follow us, it's effect.yyc on TikTok and Instagram. We also have a YouTube channel. Um, and right now it's just food. Right now we're trying to like showcase Calgary food in a way that isn't just a bunch of reels or TikToks that are like one minute long and actually do a deep dive into the food of these places. Because ultimately, if you're talking about culture of any place, you got to talk about the food, mm-hmm. you know. But then I'm going to incorporate musicians, artists and the podcast and all these different things. And I put no limits on myself, bro. Like, I really believe like, you know, I'm 31. And so I think I'm going to live until I'm 100. I got 70 years left. That's a lot of time, mm-hmm. especially with all of this learning I've been doing, all of this growing I've been doing, like the sky's the limit. And so like, what is, what is effect to me? Like, even if I accomplish all my, my dreams with effect, what is that? 10 years of my life? Then I'm 40 and then I can do anything. Maybe I'll be prime minister of Canada. Maybe I'll be like, you know, I don't know. Like I, like, you know, Joe Rogan is kind of a controversial person. But when you think about him, he started off on Fear Factor. Mm-hmm. And now he's one of the most influential people on earth. It's crazy. So like, for, and, and when did he get his notoriety? At like mm-hmm. the end of his 40s? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think people give up so early on their dreams, man. I think mm-hmm. people like, oh, if I didn't make it by 25, I'm never going to make it. And it's like, bro, you're 25. You're like two years old, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I said this before, but if life's a, life's a game, you're, you're, only in the, you're leaving the four, first quarter. Mm-hmm. You got three quarters left to play so so what are you gonna do you know yeah that's interesting you say the quarter thing i was just listening to nas uh halftime mm-hmm. and i'm like it's not even halftime for me yet you know mm-hmm. it's like it's barely begun you know and and to feel that is so exciting and to like really like yeah understand that it's like yo what can't i accomplish if i've been through all my shit trauma whatever and i'm still at this place like what's gonna keep happening if i just keep because like during COVID, you see all these young cats doing videos and stuff. And I did. I was like, yo, I'm falling behind. Everyone's so good at editing and everyone has mm-hmm. nice cameras and shit now. And I was just like down on myself. I'm like, fuck, should I just like do something else and not do film or whatever? But like, no, like I got my own style. You know, they can do their thing. I'm going to keep growing with my stuff. And, you know, yeah, like I don't know what else to do with my life, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And man, like that perspective for me, it helps me realize like how much time I have. And then that reduces my anxiety and my need to accomplish things or see results super quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, well, I have 10 years. So it's okay if I post this thing and it gets four likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Or if it's okay if I like produce my first movie and it doesn't get as much love as I thought it would get. Mm-hmm. Or it's okay that. I've been doing this for X amount of time and I'm still not at the place I want to be yet. Like you have time. And the Mm -hmm. only time that we feel like we don't have time is when we're comparing ourselves to someone else. Mm -hmm. And we're looking how far they're, they're at this thing, you know? Yeah. And this is a conversation I had with uh, somebody recently where it's like, you know, envy only comes from you seeing the good parts of somebody and then only wanting the good parts. If you had to take their entire life, all the good and all the bad, 
you'd be like, no, you keep that. I'm, I'm going <laughs> yeah, I'm to yeah, work yeah. on mine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good. Yeah. I got all my stuff I got to work on, but it's better than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, straight up. And usually, like, when I get jealous or envious or whatever, it's usually with people that I don't even want. Like, I don't even want that. Yeah. It's, it's stupid, you know? <laughs> or it's, it's stupid to compare myself to, like, Jordan Peele or whatever, Christopher Nolan or whatever. Because right. that's what I'll do. I'm like, oh, my stuff is, mm-hmm. like, nothing compared to that. But it's like, oh, they put on so much hours into their craft. Like, I'm not even, I don't even know where I'm at with the 10,000 hours mastery thing. Right. But I, I don't think I'm close to it yet, you know? And, yeah, it, it's exciting, man. Mm-hmm. To just keep going and see what happens. For sure. You know? And I appreciate the people who do that, though. Like, Peele, right? Like, like you know you can see that as a way to compare yourself and put yourself down but you can also see like this person's like giving you inspiration mm-hmm. this person's showing you what's possible you know what i mean oh if it's possible for him to do it how about me and the generation after him who has x more tools who has a different complete perspective than him more story different stories to tell like that is what is possible mm-hmm. and so it's 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 always a crazy balance of like okay, don't compare yourself to people, but also don't, like, stop yourself from, like, admiring other people's, like, work and, and being able to emulate that, at least as a first step for yourself, and then find your own way, find your own mark you want to leave on the world, you know? Yeah, that's so true. Who, who, who inspires you, though? Like, is, is there any business or person? Man, I think I find inspiration in everything. I think I find inspiration, like, going on a hike or, like reading books Hmm. um but if i had to like say there's like one person who really inspires me it's probably this is someone that uh it's it's probably bruce lee Hmm. you know because bruce lee you know he was kind of the first person to challenge asian stereotypes before bruce lee the asian people you on you saw on tv were white people with like their eyes taped slanted john wayne yeah you know what i mean yeah and then he came on the scene and he was like, like you were saying before, there's warriors. There's this masculine figure beating up whatever other races, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. And then also beyond that, like if you look into Bruce Lee, he was a philosopher. Hmm. He's an intellectual. Like he really thought about things in life and, and like he had great ideas. You know, I think the coolest people and what makes us so unique is like, you're mixing two or more things that aren't supposed to go together. Mm -hmm. And then that's what makes you uniquely you. Whereas everybody is saying, stay in your lane, man. Oh, I'm a, you're a singer. So you should just sing. It's like, no man, I'm actually so many things. I'm, I love to sing. I love martial arts. I love speaking to people and learning from other people. So like, you know, I'm doing all these different things. I'm in, I'm in a bunch of different (laughs) like scenes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think Bruce Lee was my first example of that, seeing like, okay, this guy is like so much stuff. And I, and I don't have to pigeonhole myself either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is there anybody for you? I guess besides uh, Jordan Peele? Um, well, Kanye West was a big inspiration for me just because mm-hmm. it's like, I know people see the crazy side of him, but if you watch like his interviews of him talking about what he wants to do, it, it, I found that it was always about making the human race better you know he mm-hmm. always wanted to attack bullying and, and, and stuff like that making making kids just like just through fashion you know yeah. like he wanted to stop kids getting bullied so he changed the fashion game which i think he did mm-hmm. i don't know in depth if that was true or not but i feel like he actually made a style that used to get bullied 
like not bullied it's it's like cool you know yeah uh so kanye um as far as artist artistry uh childish gambino because mm-hmm. it's what you talked about he does everything yeah he does music he does comedy you know when i first watched him it was his comedy stuff yeah so he does comedy music he produces uh atlanta he acts like yeah he does that, so much yeah that's so cool man just do everything on such a high level is like really inspiring mm-hmm. um that's the thing like i want more asian inspirations you know i yeah. I, I don't i know uh his his cinematographer is is asian i think he's a japanese guy okay cool on atlanta um but yeah man just i think those are the guys that really speak up to me first um yeah i think yeah that's awesome man like and i think the thing in common with all those people and the thing that makes you able to actually delve into all these different things is making sure that whatever you're creating still feels like play Mm -hmm. like you still have fun with it Mm -hmm. you can have all of these dreams and aspirations for your creativity but never lose that sense of play the thing that brought it to you when you were a little kid the thing that that made that spark in your head when you like picked up a camera for the first time. Like I, I remember for me when I first saw a guitar, I was like, that's the coolest thing ever. I was like, dang, like I just saw somebody shred on a guitar. I'm like, Oh man, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And like, you know, especially when you're a creator and you care so much about the work you're doing, you can begin to be so hard on yourself and you get so serious with it. You're like, okay, I'm going to just practice scales every day. But it's like, no man, like you got to play. Mm-hmm. You got to play, man. Mm-hmm yeah that's what, and that's it's important to have friends that want to do that too you know like my homie eris he he's probably like he's a very fun person like his vibe his music he's a producer he his music is like all about fun he's a dancer mm-hmm. so like you can just feel that in his music so i work with him a lot and it uh every time i do it it refreshes that child in me because it, it's just pure fun mm-hmm. you know and, and like you said it's important to never let go because it's such a big part of um like who you are like everybody has that and to let that go is is kind of sad like it's depressing to to kind of think about that mm-hmm. you know and i know what happens you know and and the only thing that really brings out is art yeah you know um well, well man we started this conversation with like the healing of our inner childs like what does it what does a child do it plays mm-hmm like, how are you going to say that you can nurture your inner child without letting yourself play, man, without letting yourself have fun, without letting yourself try things and fail? Like, that's why kids are sponges and learn so fast because they're not in their heads being like, I'm so bad at this because you're supposed to be bad at it. You're a kid. You're a baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if we were just all as gentle with ourselves, we would grow so much more. Oh, yeah, man. And it's fun. It's just like, like, yeah, when you're having a blast and you're having fun, that's when your child comes out right Mm -hmm. and yeah life would be so shitty without it yeah you know yeah yeah and just collaborating with people with people that that are like-minded man when you get into the like i always admire musicians because when they get to jam with each other on on stage like it's so Mm -hmm. cool like everyone's just doing their own thing but they're fucking like connecting like yeah everyone's coming from the same place and Mm -hmm. it's like it's so cool i wish i could like jam or whatever freestyle whatever because it's in that zone i feel like that's the most purest like you said the connection whatever i don't know what that feels like but it's so cool when i see freestylers just mm-hmm. going you know like yeah. it, that that state of mind to be in is uh 
it must feel really good mm-hmm. you know man that's why i love being around musicians man and i love just being like the attic if you are in calgary and you are near inglewood on a thursday go to the attic there's people always jamming there's a there's a band there there's a house band they're incredible and like that's the beautiful thing i think music is this is true with all creation maybe mostly but i think the thing about music is it's just so easy to see that when all of these people come together it's far more than just the sum of their parts right like when a guitar player is playing it's great but then when you add drums oh it's like oh it's it's freaking amazing mm-hmm. but then the drummer needs the guitar or else he's just playing drums mm-hmm. you know and then you got the bass the bass adds so much but then it's like if you're just playing bass by yourself it's, it's, it's a different thing you know like and then add whatever other instruments you want to that mm-hmm. you know it's like it's such a vibe man it, like, yeah. I, I, that's why i love music forever and that's actually like my main inspiration is like is to bring more artists together when it comes to music. It's not about me putting out my own thing, mm-hmm. which like, you know, I have aspirations of doing that too, but it's not my main goal. It's like, but man, that camera's still going, right? Yeah, that one's still good. So maybe we should, uh, we should end it. Yeah, cool. Is, is, there, is there anything that, uh, is there anything that you want to say, man? Is there anything that you want to say to the people before, uh, before you go here? Drink water, man. You know, water, water. <laughs> drink water. That's so, so important, man. When I'm not drinking water, I'm not feeling right. That man, you know? that's, that's the truth. But man, um, I'm so appreciative of like you even spending your time, man. I appreciate you coming through, seeing the studio and sharing your energy because it's fucking great. And I hope that we can create more together. And I'm so excited to see what you're going to be creating next, man, because you're a unique soul. And I just can't wait. Can't wait to see what you, what you come up with. Thanks, man. You too. Like, yo, like seeing your podcast and stuff, like it, it inspires me. Like just to let you know, I know not a lot of people, I don't think people say or give people flowers enough of who inspires them because so many people inspire me in the city when I see them post stuff, you know. Sometimes it's envy, sometimes it's inspiration. But yeah, man, whenever I see your posted stuff, like it's it's very inspiring. And I think that's a lesson for all creatives that you don't know who you might be inspiring, but just by posting a little thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so yeah, just keep doing it, man. Just keep your positive energy up, and you know, I know we're gonna make some big things for for the Asian community, for the art community, uh, Calgary. You know, and we're gonna have fun with it. So yeah, thanks for having me on, dude. This was a blast, man. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, bro. Appreciate yeah, you. Of course. All right.